Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. My name is Kyle W., and this is the Just for Today for October 7th, depending on our higher power. As recovering addicts, we find that we are still dependent, but our dependence has shifted from the things around us to a loving God and the inner strength we get in our relationship with him. Basic text, page 71. For many addicts, rebelliousness is second nature. We didn't want to depend on anyone or anything, and especially not on God. The beauty of using, we thought, was that it gave us the power to be and feel anything we wanted all by ourselves. But the price we paid for this illusory freedom was a dependence beyond our worst nightmares, rather than freeing us, using enslaved us. When we came to Narcotics Anonymous, we learned that dependence on God didn't have to mean what we may have thought it meant. Yes, if we wanted to be restored to sanity, we would need to tap a power greater than ourselves. However, we could choose on our own concept of this higher power. We could even make one up. Dependence on a higher power would not limit us. We discovered it would free us. The power we find in recovery is the power we lacked on our own. It is the love we were afraid to depend on others for. It is the sense of personal direction we never had. The guidance we couldn't humble ourselves to ask or trust others to give. It is all these things and it is our own. Today, we are grateful to have a higher power to depend on. Just for today. I will depend on the love and inner strength I draw from the God of my own understanding. Thanks for letting me read. In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Whitney Kay. Hey, Whitney, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Douglas. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you can make it, Whitney. So could you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and could you give your home group a shout out? Sure. My clean date is March 28th, 2011. Um, I go to meetings in Boston, and my home group is the No Matter What group of Narcotics Anonymous. It meets on Monday at 8.15, virtually now, but when we go back into the rooms, we'll be in uh, Berkeley School of Music. All right, wonderful. So we're going to transition to the just for today. So Whitney, can you share your thoughts on depending on our higher power? All right. Um, my name is Whitney, and I'm an addict. Um, so I was actually pretty excited um, about my just this just for today that we had today. Um, you know, I laugh because I don't love them all equally, but I actually like this one. So I was happy. Um, and, you know, part of it is that for me, so a little background about me. Um, I grew up, I was a feral kid. Um, I grew up with parents that were both active addicts and incompetent. Um, the result of which was that I raised myself mostly. And I had older siblings, but they had all left home by the time I was eight. Um, and so uh, self-reliance was a survival skill. All right. And so this affects me because by the time I get to recovery, I am, I am self-will run riot because, of course, I had to be. 
Um, and so I just want to put that out there because I think a lot of times people talk about like return to when their life was manageable. I didn't have that. There was no manageable history um, mm-hmm. in my background. Um, unfortunately, it took me a really long time to get to NA. I, um, you know, I, I identified that I had a problem sometime in the fall of 1978. <laughs> um, and my clean date is 2011. <laughs> Um, and that story is a story of a lot of attempts to do this on self-will. And um, I do have some periods for which I'm incredibly grateful of abstinence um, before I got here. And I am incredibly grateful for them. Um, I don't know that I'm alive to tell this story um, if I didn't have them. But they always ended up with me making my life into um, a, just a, a dumpster fire um, of one sort or another. And, you know, so I, uh, you know, I used for a long time and then I tried to get clean for a long time. And um, so, you know, all those attempts included um, uh, lots of geographics, um, lots of geographics. My sponsor jokes that a local amends is one in my time zone. Um, I was all over um, and I tried, um, I, I'm a musician, I tra- changed instruments, I changed drugs, I changed states, I changed countries. I uh, uh, changed jobs. I I did all kinds of that sort of thing, which a lot of us do. Um, but each time I'd get, you know, just a little minute um, and I changed religions. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, and in the process, I did get some periods of relief. Most of them connected to having a pretty strong spiritual practice um, and also some service. So it's it's not surprising to me that I was able to piece together a little bit because I had a little bit of the right stuff. Um, so I had, you know, uh, I had a meditation practice um, that was pretty, pretty good. And I had, um, I took, uh, especially um, in my later years, I was taking care of um, the one sort of functional relative I had, which was my grandfather. And in the times that I did that, um, I was actually more okay than the rest of the time. But I'd still have to I'd still have to be self-reliant. I'd still have to come up with all the answers for myself, um, make everything happen, figure out all, I mean, the, I'm, you want to have a lot, you want to have a person who can tell you the 17 different ways something could go wrong. I'm actually pretty good at that. Um, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm very Me good too. when people, you know, people want to plan something, they're like, what the hell's going to go wrong with this? Um, I ask me, I'm pretty good at figuring it out. Um, and partly from experience of making mistakes and partly from a habit of running scenarios in order to figure out how to get by. And again, like many defects, it started out as a survival skill. It's really good that as a, a kid who um, didn't really have a safe home and was, um, you know, I was hitchhiking at 12. Um, it's good. I had, I had some sense to, um, to do some risk assessment. Um, I didn't always make the right choice, but I usually knew what the risks actually were. I was pretty good at that. And so I survived. And, um, and so because I survived, it became a feedback loop to be self-reliant. So fast forward, um, the um, using that got me to come into NA, the externals were not what actually um, fell apart. Um, the ex- my externals, you know, um, it was a very short period of using but it was very intense. And, um, and I was gonna, I, I tried to go back to a drug I hadn't used in 30 years. And, um, 
And that actually scared the daylights out of me. And not quite 30 years, um, 28 years. And um, so that scared me enough that um, I was like, okay, now I have to really get control of myself. And what I found was I could no longer will myself out of it in the same way that I used to be able to. It had progressed. And, um, and I, was, I was scared and I was very miserable. And the inner unmanageability of not knowing what I was going to do if I could no longer externally control everything, right? You know, all of a sudden I couldn't make it work. I couldn't control it. I couldn't anticipate my behavior. I did also, I started doing things that I couldn't understand. Um, for the first time I did, um, for the first time I used against my will and I knew that's what I was doing, right? Um, after, uh, you know, that I had an experience of picking up a, and, and literally I'm, I'm picking up and somebody says, I thought you don't do that. And I and I'm as I'm doing it, I say I don't, I don't do that. It's a bad, it's bad. I don't do that anymore. And as as I'm using, um, <laughs> and uh, the craziness of that uh, really startled me. But I didn't actually really know what else to do, so I went back to all the tools that had gotten me some okay periods of time, and then I uh, discovered they weren't working very well, and I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I was going to be okay at all, and so. In the middle of all of that, I ran into, um, I tried actually to cop from somebody that I had used with decades earlier who was in recovery now and said, yeah, maybe you want to think about maybe doing something different. And I sort of like said, yeah, uh-huh. All right. Anyway. And um, it took me a while and I spent a, a couple of months um, just kind of white knuckling because even the strategies that used to work, like I used to sit had a pretty serious meditation practice. I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't sit with myself anymore. Um, um, I no longer, my grandfather had died. I no longer had service to do for him. Um, and so all of a sudden I was just alone with myself and nowhere to direct my attention. And that's a bad place for our tribe. And so um, eventually I got talked into going to a meeting and um, you know, and so when I got to the meeting, um, I tell the story to people around here, anybody recognize, they'll know this story, but so I go to what became my home group. Um, I go, the first time I go, for some reason in August, they're doing step two, go figure, they do it by the month, but they were doing step two in August, um, and I'm, for which I'm really grateful, and I'm sitting there, and it's my first meeting, and they read um, step two out of It Works How and Why, and um, what stunned me was that there was a solution um that it would be that i could have something long term and that to do that i needed to have this higher power thing and i was like i don't know about the higher power part but i could sure use a solution um and uh because i the step one was not step the unmanageability of my addiction was not actually opaque to me i was well aware of it um, but I didn't know that there was another answer. And some of that is I'm, I'm older than a lot of folks um, around at least my meetings. And, um, you know, recovery services wasn't a thing. <laughs> um, so I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody who got better. And I come from an addictive family in an addictive neighborhood. And I'm Irish. This disease got us pretty good. Um, 
And so I knew a lot about what it was like to be an addict. I didn't know anything about how to get out. Um, I didn't know anybody who got out. I'm sure there are people that did, but they probably never talked to me again, right? Um, and then, um, so I come into this meeting and I hear the literature about step two. I don't remember much about it, except it said that there was a way, there was a, there was a way to, to not feel this horrible feeling in a sustained and predictable way. Um, and that got me to come back the next week. And I came back the next week. And, um, and I heard somebody say, they were describing their own addiction. They said, you could be dead or worse. And I said, that person understands me. And that person is actually still my sponsor. Um, and, uh, and so um, I, I, I went up to the, I raised my hand in the meeting, actually. And I just said, uh, if anybody's willing to help me, let me know. Um, I don't know how you, I know, I literally didn't know anybody. Um, and I didn't know anybody who got better. So I just said, if somebody's willing to help me, um, that'd be great. And my sponsor came up to me and said, I'm going to talk to my sponsor and I'll call you tomorrow. And call me tomorrow. So I called the next day and, um, you know, uh, talked to his sponsor and uh, came back and said, yeah, I can help you. And um, so then, um, and my sponsor is um, very much a service directed sponsor. Um, and so it was immediately, okay, so you're going to start doing things for other people starting now. And in the beginning, I picked up trash and set up chairs. And a lot of times I picked up cigarette butts and threw them out and picked up uh, glass and threw it out. Um, and it's funny because those are things that I always felt bad about the fact that I used to trash them and leave them on the ground. And so it was sort of ultimately a living amends. But for me, I had to do that in order to think that I was a person, um, a human, because I was really feral. And uh, even when I looked a little bit less so on the outside, so for me, then I started the process of, and my sponsor was like, you, you know, you want to pray and I don't care who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. um, and so at first I, uh, I used to say, I, I would call it, I would say, I'm talking to the wall. The wall's name is Joe. So I'd be like, Joe, my sponsor says I'm supposed to talk to you. So I did it. Um, and I tell people that because, you know, a lot of times when people are new, they think we come in all spiritual um, and like we're comfortable with this. And it was a really long time before I felt like any sense of like transcendence whatsoever. Um, all I needed was for my higher power to be just a little bit bigger than me. And the truth is what I really relied on was the steps at first my higher power was, was the program. And when I say program, I really mean the steps, not the fellowship more broadly. It was really the steps that I believed in. And uh, so, and that never fails me even still now. I mean, that's not my conception now, but as I, uh, if I'm having a day where I don't feel conscious contact, I can always go back to the steps because they have never failed me. Um, so I guess that's like, I don't know. Uh, I know that I have a little more time, but I'm not quite sure where to go next. No, I have a few questions I'll fire at you. And, and sure, at first I want to say, like, this has been amazing. Like I'm sitting here, you know, um, with not, not, I, I wouldn't classify it as a heavy heart, but just a, a, a heart that's full of, of identification. Like I relate to, to you on some really, really deep levels. And, and when you were talking about, you know, how you came up, same, seriously, same, like mm -hmm. self-reliant, um, you know, I had to, I had to kind of figure things out, man, as I, as I went along in, in this, 
you know how our basic text of this seemingly hostile world <laughs> th- th- that was it right like that like that was it you know and, and um so i love the transparency you were able to kick it um today and so let me ask you this then with, with that um how how do we how do we circle that square of restore us to sanity if we if we're looking at that and, and we're saying hey there I might not have a period of, of sanity that I can reflect back on that says, Hey, this is healthy. This is me. Could you, you know, and be, because yeah. we'll, we'll have some listeners listening. I mean, just like me, when I, when I look at that, it's like, all right, how, how am I going to navigate this when, I mean, just damn, man, there, there, there's not a season that I can say, Hey, look, th- this is, this is health. This is what healthy living looks like. So, so could you, could you add some context to that? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and, and to be clear, I actually also have, um, you know, my share of mental illness from trauma and PTSD. And, um, and so for me, when I first came in and I thought it was going to restore me to sanity, I was like, like hell, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then, you know, but again, I'm, I'm very grateful. My sponsor was very um, clear about this. He said, uh, you're going to be restored to sanity around drugs. The rest of this is a different project. Um, and he said, this will help you with any project. And so that was helpful to me. And I don't actually have a period of time that I can point back to when I wasn't, um, uh, on drugs because my parents used drugs to control their children. Um, and so we were given, you know, we were given paragoric and alcohol right from the jump. And, um, so yeah, it sucks. But, um, so when we talk about restored to sanity around the drugs, um, I still didn't have a way to point back to it and say like, oh, that's when I understood that this was something to, to, be, to be avoided and I got crazy later. I don't have that. Um, and so I was probably actually born addicted to benzos. And um, so for me, that restored to sanity, what it looks like for me is the sanity that my higher power holds for me that transcends the particularities of my life experience, right? And I make sense of it by thinking about two things. One, I actually live to adulthood, which is pretty miraculous. Um, and, um, and then when I got to adulthood, I actually still had a will to be alive. And these are gifts that I really got from my higher power because I certainly didn't get them from the you know somewhat hostile world that I came up in. Um, and so I like to think that what my higher power does for me is restore me to the kind of balance and clarity that I was supposed to have, um, even if I didn't get an opportunity to have that as a child. And I definitely have the most serenity and the most um, peace in my life now that I have ever had, bar none, absolutely no exceptions. I don't know if that really answered it. No, it does. That's really good, Whitney. And I'm, yeah, and, and that, that, that's a great perspective to have on that. I, I, I look at it somewhat similar too, and, and how, I, how I have to add context to that is, is saying this restoration, this sanity is actually an entrance into wholeness. Mm, that that nice. I probably haven't experienced, you know, before, and so and so, yeah, you're you're, you're that that sanity that you could have had or would have had or something like that. I, I that that's beautiful, yeah. And and look, and I'm right with you with that with that whole thing out there was like no no one gets better. We, <laughs> you know, I never had I never had seen anyone 
it was like the 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 way out you know hey yeah. people get clean man live good life nope it's uh you go to jail or prison you come back and you continue using right right or, or if i ever or you, see you again <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and that that was like the hope shot there so um all right Whitney, look we we are uh sad to say but we're we're a couple minutes over so we're going to transition oh. into the last sec uh you know segment but you have to come back you have to come back and 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 drop some more fire on us so um all right let me ask you this final question so you have what do we have nine years here nine birthday cakes yeah all right so we got nine cakes very nice yep okay and so if knowing what you know now and having this experience if you could go down go back and sit with whitney k with with one day clean or one week clean could you tell us what you would tell her uh, them, actually, I use they, them pronouns. Um, uh, so what would I tell myself? I would tell myself, um, I would tell myself, you don't have to apologize for your recovery if you're satisfied with the results. Because my recovery didn't look like everybody else's some of the time. And that, um, and I worried about that. Um, which is to say, I didn't get relief right away. I didn't have certain things. And I worried about that. And that's the way my comparison happened. But if I like the results, and I'm doing, anyway, I follow what it says here um, in the book. And uh, if I like the results, then I'm doing what I, then I'm doing what I need to be doing. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm -hmm.